Hey guys, I'm Karen. And I'm Chris. And welcome back to episode 31. Wow, 31. Of Swinging Along and Happy New Year. We are actually recording this episode on January 1st, 2019. Yes, our first episode of the year mm-hmm. on the first day of the year. It is. Now, honey, you just told me an awesome statistic yes. about our podcast. Well, we obviously recorded 30 of them and we started back in March, I believe. So that means we recorded 30 episodes in about nine months or so. 30 which, episodes in nine months. Which comes out to a little bit more than three per month, which ah, I'm very proud of. I mean, for a while there, I felt such immense guilt because when our when football season, everything started and with, you know, your daughter's senior year, I thought that people probably thought we weren't going to be recording anymore because we were going on such, you know, long you know, like a long hiatus in between each podcast, but to still go on those, I mean, imagine if we didn't have the hectic schedule that we had in the fall, how many we probably be up to right now. We, I honestly believe we may have hit like 45, 50 if we did not get a little hectic. And that's to say that, to be honest with you, it was the first year we've done this. And the first year we had to deal with that hectic season, which that hectic season is not going away anytime soon. With my no. son heading into high school and probably playing football, and my your son, son is still going having to high school. My son's going to yes, high school. Yes, your son's going to high school. Well, he doesn't play sports, but he does do no. activities. He does activities. My daughter that. going off to college, which he never knows spur of the moment. And we have to head who knows where to help right. her. And then your son, who still has four more years of like peewee type football. Yeah. Well, then baseball season starting. And baseball. Yeah, well, and we handle doing, baseball well, he's season He's doing now. travel this year for the first time, so. Yep, that might change it a little which, bit. Which, do you think would be appropriate to record podcasts at the baseball field? We'll just, uh. I mean, I've already gotten, you know, comments made about some of my outfits that I wear because, as we all know, baseball weather, it starts to get a little bit warmer. And as soon as that warm weather hits, Karen likes to wear skimpy tops because. The tank tops come out. Yeah, my tank tops and my tits come out, but, I mean. I'm not wearing like tassels, but I mean, my tank tops are low cut, very low cut. And honestly, even if they weren't low cut, your tits are so big, it just pushes <laughs> the, the, the tank top out and it looks low cut. I know. But yeah, so we actually are, I'm surprised we did very well last night. We actually hosted um, a swingers party at our house. Um, we had a good amount of people here and we're going to save that for another episode because we're still kind of reflecting on everything that happened. Everyone got along. There were no issues. And every, I woke up bright and early this morning, you know, and some of the people that had stayed overnight, you know, we said our goodbyes and all. But I found that when I host parties, I don't drink a lot because I feel like I'm busy entertaining and I feel like I you're, have to stay on point. You're making sure everybody's comfortable. Everyone's comfortable. That's the point where we did the champagne toast, which Thank God you ran out and got the champagne that we forgot <laughs> um, before the liquor stores closed. But I feel like I we did the champagne toast everybody at midnight, and there was a comment made of, "Wow, you two are are a lot more sober than when we see you at other like holidays or parties and events." And it's it's true. When I host a party, I want to be on my game. I want to make sure everyone's okay. There's no issues. And I also want to enjoy it. And it's my house. I want to make sure everything's well, going that goes, smoothly. That goes for everything, really. Even when we host like a kid party. Well, yeah. Because yeah. you're so running around making sure everybody's happy. Everybody's got a drink. Everybody's good. Everybody's are got, you, everybody Are you ate. referring to when I went to my goddaughter's first birthday party and got completely... 
<laughs> little but, tipsy off but, of those mimosas. You know, and, but when you're not hosting it, you can let loose a little bit. And that's what happens. Exactly. So that's going to be an episode, maybe the next one or the one after. We're just going to tease you guys a little bit about it. Because it was probably one of the sexiest ones we had because every single person knew everybody. It wasn't like someone brought someone new and they had to ease in. It was like, it was almost like you were having like a vanilla party in the beginning. But of course, we did it very masquerade-ish. Um, and, but it was just like, you would go and you would talk about, oh, how's life? How's your career? How's friends? And it was like, oh, hey, by the way, I tried out this new sex club the other day with my husband and it was amazing. Or, hey, we, you know, found a unicorn and things like that. So um, it was definitely... I, this is why I really love swinger house parties. I really do. No, absolutely. But I think on today's episode, it's kind of like a, not a year in review that everybody does. It, um, it's kind of like a listener questions that we are a little backed up on that we're going to talk about today. Well, yeah. And we've had one that's been sitting in our queue since August because it is a very big topic that we get asked about a lot because we're we're big on, on the cuckold scene. And this gentleman, I feel so bad, but he sent us this email back in August. And it's a very long email with a lot of questions, but the questions are very valid, I think. And anybody that's interested in being uh, or, or entertaining the idea of fulfilling a cuckold fantasy or cuck queen fantasy. So I feel bad, but um, it was a very long email. No, don't feel bad. It, that was right. August was obviously right when everything kicked off with the busy season of football and all. And we didn't, weren't prepared for that because we were very good at always bringing up questions at the end of our podcast but because we were doing so few of them right we were focusing them on events that happened right so i think today's a a great day to just go back and read some of the emails that we've gotten over over the last three months yeah so before we do that though we're gonna change it up a little bit um we're gonna take our our little shot here which we're only doing a half a shot (laughs) we heard that that's better for you no (laughs) you're going off of our instagram um but we are not doing fireball I have become, I've always been a fan of tequila, but, um, I haven't, I have, you haven't. So it's always been difficult to do it together. And then with the whole, you know, keto diet and everything that you started, you, you really started looking into carbs and calories of alcohol and tequila, certain flavors, cause obviously certain ones are just, more, it's just a little bit of a better, we'll call it, it's what? alcohol in general isn't best for a diet, but this is one of the better ones. No, but I mean, in comparison, when you're doing something like I'm, I'm, I'm heading towards here, um, you're only allowed so many carbs anyway. And even when you're on a low carb diet, you got to think about that. And from what I've found out from their company, one and a half ounce shot of fireball is like 11 carbs. Right. Even a person on a low now, carb diet. We're not giving up fireball. But no, no, no. You decided to try to kill the one night at the bar. Yes. And now you're my even more best friend because you love it. So yeah, it was delicious. I'm going to give a shout out to Steak and Tequila because they are well, all about tequila. I'm assuming that sh- they are. Yes. And, and steak, which we love to. We are going to steal your tequila for a minute here. <laughs> and enjoy it. And it just goes down smooth. I really enjoy that. Uh, you put me onto the silver one, and I can only it, do it, silver. Ju- I can't it just do gold. seems like it goes down smoother. Yeah, now I do it with an orange. Yes, which at first you told me people found a little weird, but we found a new favorite—not fa- new favorite, but we found a new friendly bartender who's like, "That's how I do it too." Exactly. It's because a lot of times it's lime, but and people are like really orange. And I actually learned that from a girlfriend of mine. She was like, "Try Patron with a, an an orange slice instead of a lime," and I was like, "Okay." Um, so yeah, so we're gonna dive right into this email. I am gonna scroll down because I can't remember if he said if he gave me a name um, or whatnot, but he didn't. He doesn't say 
Um, is, is this the right time to just mention how real and raw we are? Because, like, we're just doing this, like, there's no notes. There's no prep time. All we, uh, sometimes there is. But right now, we just wanted to put something out there for you guys. All right. Um, I'm going to call him. I'm just going to go by his first name, Drew, because I don't see that he gave me permission to say, like, his full name, which nine times out of ten, it's really not the full name. So um, we're going to take this email a little bit differently instead of reading it because it has a lot of questions. We're going to take each question. And I think some of these are targeted towards you and I to answer. And some of them are targeted more towards you to answer since you are the one that has the cuck cold fantasy. I know I have a cuck queen, but he, well, I mean, he's the male in you here. Know what, you know what they say? Bring it. All right. Hi, Chris and Karen. I typed cuckold into the podcast app on my iPhone. Several shows and episodes came up, but I was most intrigued by your show and the title of episode two. I was pulled in by the idea of a first time cuckold experience, and I'm glad I listened. It was equal parts excite the imagination and realistic, given the way it played out and how you relayed the story. I'll lead with a few questions, then provide some background and content. Are you ready, honey, for the first question? Yes. <clears throat> Do you think there are some wives who will never, under any circumstances, warm to such an idea? Is this reserved for the rare lucky few who happen to share the same level of openness in this area of life? Or is there always a silver of hope? I will say that you are going to come across women that will just never be okay with it. But that does not mean that they're not the lucky ones in life. Like, there's probably still good people. It's just not what they're into. Right. So, yes, if you want to say lucky few for the male, yeah. I mean, you, it takes a different kind of person to want to venture into this lifestyle of uh, watching your wife fuck somebody else or watching having your man watch you get fucked. Well, that, and then there's also different levels of cuckold. So it does take, I think, a certain type of partner. And I'm not even going to call out a wife here because, you know, it, it can be anything. It can be same-sex couples here that are into this. It's the fact that... Um, if there are some people that actually enjoy to, you know, be humiliated while their wife is being fucked by someone else and, you know, they wear the chastities and things like that on their penises and that like to each his own, whatever anybody wants to do. The problem is, is I think that with any fantasy that you're going to give that might be a little taboo, quote unquote, in society's eyes, you're going to maybe come across someone that's not going to want to do it or they can't wrap their head around it. It doesn't mean that because you have that fantasy that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're weird. It doesn't mean anything like that. But I really don't think that you should really say it's a rare thing because being in this lifestyle. It's not rare. It's very not rare. It's very common and very popular. I mean, yes. It's probably one of the most popular things I've come across. And a lot of what our emails are about as well when we talk about cuckolding and, and things of that nature. However, I will say that it's not for every wife. And there's a chance that you could be married to someone that will just never be into it. And that's just something you have to live with and accept. Or at that point, you have to think of other avenues in life of maybe you're just, I don't want to come across me, but maybe you just aren't meant to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, I mean, people get divorced all the time. They do. And I think that everyone's sexuality develops as they get older. So I think you have to always keep an open mind. And I don't think a spouse should blame another spouse for you were never into this when we were younger. And, and what are you not attracted? That's the big one. Are you not attracted to me anymore that now you want to do this? I mean, that is something that I think people need to understand that someone just grew in their sexuality. Maybe they became, you know, 
complacent and they didn't want to be complacent anymore and they wanted to spice it up. So they did some research. They watched some videos and some things really intrigued them. And that also opens up to the door that will that person never be willing? No, there's a chance they could change. Haven't changed heart. But we, if you go back to episode two and you listen to it, I don't know, maybe we talked about in episode one as well, but she was not open to it at first. And then what did you tell people? You actually started Googling things and you started watching things. And before you knew it, you were like, well, I'm kind of turned on a little bit here. Yeah. And then we went out, had a couple drinks, had some dinner, and we talked about it. And that's what opened the floodgates for our life in general now. Right. So there, even if you get a direct no, it doesn't mean give up. Don't be pushy. Oops. Don't be pushy. Right. Um, Don't overwhelm her. But it doesn't hurt to occasionally like... When you're maybe in bed and you guys are fantasizing, bring it up. Right. See what she says. So question number two is, I don't really think we have a percentage on this, but do you know what percentage of families fall apart after a fantasy such as this is fulfilled? I don't have an actual percentage. I did try looking it up, but nothing came from a, very, a reliable source I'd want to put out there. Um, but I will say that I think that when a couple decides to try a fantasy, you need to very much discuss it if it takes two or three months to talk it out every now and then because you need to understand that when you're going to try a fantasy for a loved one i don't think you should let your relationship fall apart if it wasn't your idea or you didn't like it or anything of that nature you just need to communicate with them hey that's we're never gonna do that again i was uncomfortable and you then need to move past it once you make that decision to do it with your partner you can't hold that against your partner can, can I say, can I chime in with, um, of course, I would never put a number on it. Even if I knew a number, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that we're experts to the point that we know percentages and statistics about everything. Um, but even if there was, you can Google right now. If you tell me, if you find a statistic that says 40% of marriages end after they venture into this lifestyle, I'm not going to, how would you determine what side of that number you're going to be on anyway? You can't. All you can do is if you both agree to do it, go ahead and do it. If, if something comes about it, then that's just the road you travel down. There's no way you can predict the future or predict what's going to happen, but always make sure your partner is a hundred percent willing to do it at that moment. Absolutely. Because then if that person doesn't like it and maybe wants to move on from you for what you like, that's on that person then. Yes. Um, So I worry that even if my wife did agree and got on board, she would wind up feeling immensely guilty for violating some personal value, regardless of how I feel about it. Have you ever come across this? That goes in the same avenue of that's a chance. Like you have to ask her, you have to let her know that that's a possibility. And if she's still 100% on board with doing it, that's a chance you have to take if you want to do it. Yes, but that's where I'm going to go back to she needs you might have weird feelings for the days to follow but you will eventually get over it if you you know but you have to communicate listen i didn't like it it wasn't my thing i love you can we we gotta can you know can you still be with me if i'm not into this because we gotta have this all because i don't want you going behind my back and doing things but i'm telling you i i don't like that but he also needs to make it clear to her that you're not going to like, don't feel guilty. This is what I want. But also let her know that there may be some weird feelings, but that doesn't have to be the end all be all. Hell, when we went into that hotel room, we all took a shot because <laughs> it was a little awkward at first. <laughs> it was, but I even what, set aside the, the whole cuckolding thing, even when we've tried things where we got a friend involved, you know, Kay, when we brought Kay home for the first time after we said we would never 
do anything with a friend and things of that nature and other things, um, other experiences that we've had. Um, I, I just truly think that you're going to possibly have some weird feelings at the end, at the end of it. I mean, the first time that we walked out from David, I mean, it was really hot and you and I had some of the best sex that we ever had after that. Um, but I still remember we would text about it after and I was like, man, I, that it was just probably the situation. It was very uncomfortable. I mean, you know, I, you, it's going to be, I, I almost, I'm not going to guarantee anything, but there's a very good chance you're going to have some awkward thoughts afterwards because you're going to think back and be like, wow, did I really just do that? Or did I really just watch my wife of 10 years, 20 years? fuck another guy i wonder if it's not awkwardness i wonder if our body is confusing it our mind is confusing it with awkwardness because that's what society has trained us to i wonder if it's just pure amazement like holy shit that just happened and my fantasy that i thought would never get fulfilled because it's a very taboo fantasy was fulfilled i'm also going to speak on the men out there and i don't know i i know this how i am and it doesn't change how my what i like and what i'm into but a lot of times after you you come, a lot of things rush out of your body and all of a sudden it's like, am I really into this? Yes, you're really into this because the next time you're horny, you're going to want it again. So you're really actually into it. Don't let that relieved feeling and empty feeling at that moment like make you question whether you really like it. Because if you didn't like it, you wouldn't turn on the computer the next day and pull up a, a video of that. Well, I would also think that if you really were uncomfortable and didn't like it, you wouldn't relieve yourself in that moment. Exactly. Some people just get that feeling that once it's done, they're like, oh, I don't know if I really like you like it. Just understand that that just comes with the feeling of release. Right. So do you know what tool would be best for finding a guy to do this for us, depending upon our geographic area? I asked because we are in the middle of the country, not the Northeast. As dangerous as it may be, I want a guy that actually cares for her rather than just a random bull who wants to bang her and move on. Um, I would say any, you know, um, swinger or uh, open marriage, non-monogamy, taboo site you can go on. Um, but you have to be very specific in your details and don't be afraid to talk to the guy, you know, give him your kick and you talk to him before she does. You know, if he's serious about wanting to do it, he'll put the time into the husband as much as he'll put it into the wife. So, and I agree with that. I would always lean towards, uh, uh, like, uh, swapping websites, things like that. Like, uh, the swinging website, cause there's tons of single males on there. Uh, any of the taboo websites, Lean towards those. You can venture towards the dating ones. You might find more gently romantic, care, caring guys on those ones. But be very specific in your profile, what you're looking for. Yes. I guess this is the reason they got rid of Craigslist. <laughs> it is. But, I mean, we I have seen a lot of single guys on Cassidy. And I know we promote Cassidy. But in reality, you there. I mean, we have a whole community of people that... I've seen the single guys respect people. I mean, they respected me when they reached out, but some of the things that they wanted were not exactly what I was looking for type of thing. Have have a kick. Tell them that they have to have kick. Mm -hmm. You can even have them send the live pictures where they take it from the phone and the app so you know that they're a real person as well and just get their vibe, get how they feel. Listen, if they're willing to put in like two, I would say a week or two of talking to just you, then they're, they obviously have an interest and they're going to not just be like an asshole. I mean, they could be, but I just feel like if you're going to put all that effort into talking to the husband 
I feel like you're worth giving a chance to. Right. So now here's a little bit of a background. It's a little lengthy, so I'm going to kind of paraphrase a little bit here. Um, honestly, I love our story. My wife and I are 34, 32, married for 10 years. Um, they've been an item for a part of 20 years. And while they dated others on and off in high school, they always shared a strong bond. They were virgins on their wedding night, and they've never experienced intercourse with anyone else. Um, In my younger years, I was definitely the jealous type. I remember confronting a younger but bigger guy in the cafeteria at school telling him he needed to back off. Go me. How does one travel to the complete opposite end of the spectrum and develop a strong desire to fulfill a fantasy where his wife cheats on him? I'm going to say that that is probably the most of the men that are in the cuckold fantasy. They are the strong, protective men. That's just what I've seen. Who want to either be belittled, if that's what you're into in the cuckold, or they truly want to see their wife, you know, be pleasured by someone else. Can I can I say that, um, I agree with you actually, that there's a huge majority of people that believe that when you have an, a dominant woman in in the work world right mm-hmm. she likes to come home to that dominant male because she likes to give up power because she's in power all day long at work you're a very dominant powerful woman at work most days <laughs> um it's no different than a guy that has to go out there he's a business guy and he's a go-getter and he's a suit and tie or a construction guy and all they do is everything's manly 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 there's no different that when they get into the bedroom that their fantasies and their feelings might flip that they just want to let go and let someone else take charge listen as everyone knows for the most part i've also made my return while balancing corporate life and family life and swinging life i returned to doing some camming because i missed it um, the money has always been really good. So I mean, my, my returns that, well, a lot of my regular, um, people <laughs> that I engage with, some of them have very taboo fantasies. Um, and some of them, when you, when you talk to them, cause I, I mean, we're all human beings. I like to talk to these guys as a human being and we get to know each other. I will say you're one of the most talkative people on there. Well, can you blame me? I mean, <laughs> you hear me on the <laughs> like podcast. You actually legit loves having conversations with people well i feel like it helps me also fulfill their fantasy if i know where they're coming from and a lot of the men that say like to watch me and jerk off while they wear hot pink women panties are strong you know construction men or you know electricians or union workers or uh businessmen that work in New York City. I mean, it's something that allows them to be something completely different and to just get a release and not have to be in control or not have to be the person that they pretty much have to be 24-7. So let me ask you, why is it usually acceptable for the female to be that way where they can be flip-floppy? I, I wouldn't dare you tell a submissive woman in the bedroom that when she goes out in the world, she has to be submissive. It would be like, oh, you're sexist. Why can't she be the the boss, the CEO, the manager? Why? Because she's a female? Well, why can't a guy have the same feeling and want to just be submissive in the bedroom? I actually think that they were not equals. And I'm, I'm not saying that that's, that's how it should be. I actually, trust me, I've gone back and forth with colleagues and, and other things in that nature on this that I think that we hold men to a different standard 
yet we get upset with men when they hold us to a certain standard. I think it should be equal all around. And the same should be applied where if a woman... We can't sit there and say, well, we should be able to sleep with as many men as we want, as long as we're being safe and not be called, you know, in a derogatory way, a slut. I'm a self-proclaimed slut, but I use slut in a positive way, as it should be. Um, but some people use it in a derogatory way. But yet, but you know, and then our, our argument is, but a man can go around and do it, and he's he's the man, he's a player, he's cool, you know, he's he's the shit. Oh, I completely agree with you. But yet, if a man wants to come home and wants to be the one tied down... And wants to be the one that is worshipped. It's frowned Or upon. wants to, or he's the one that just wants to be made love to. He wants to have a nice hot oil massage and just be, you be sensual to him. It's you know what we're doing after odd. this, right? What? <laughs> that sounds amazing. Hot oil massage. Oh, geez. I'm tired. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I completely agree. It's frowned upon. It's looked down upon. In and certain it's po- areas. Because it's supposed Not to be, you're, you're a man's man. You're supposed to act like a man's man and throw me around. And We should use that term loosely, though. It's not by everybody. Because, like, most of the people that we engage with in this swinger world and Twitterverse are very open and understanding to everybody. And this is why we have the lifestyle community. But... Not everybody is in the lifestyle community and not everybody. Exactly. So um, I've contemplated this question for some time for me. Uh, I remember when the fantasy took root in 2010, my wife took a new job. One night she relayed how offended she was that a male coworker, a guy I'd actually met at a recent work function with her new employer, seemed to be hitting on her. And asked if she wanted to get drinks after work sometime. I was shocked as well. He knew she was married. Not only that, he'd met me. However, I noticed I was not as mad as I normally would have been based on past experiences. Rather, I found myself very curious as to why a guy would act that way. Here is where I will interject the fact that while I was no saint, I had been a bit sheltered. We are both Christian kids who grew up in the Bible belt. Despite admitting to these wild fantasies, I still very much value this part of me and her. So I assume that no man would ever knowingly hit on a married woman. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I love, like, I really truly respect Drew, but I mean, I, this is where you can see that how people are raised and things like that are different. I mean, I live in an, I mean, I came from a very strong religious background as well, but I just, I've, I guess being as, wanting to free myself as much from that religious background, I see all the time. I see married men and women flirting with each other and having affairs, which I never condone an affair. Never. Ever. Ever. Um, but that is just something can we, that... Can we add enough nevers and evers in there? <laughs> That's why I went to great lengths to think this through. Why would he do this? The more I dwelled on it, the more I realized it was less curious about his motives. You're curious as to why I was feeling aroused by my sense of jealousy. At first, I... I simply perceived a greater level of attraction to my wife by virtue of the fact that someone else found her desirable. Next, it morphed into wondering if she was curious about what a different man, perhaps a man with a larger penis, would be like. In the heat of passion one night, I mentioned it. She laughed it off and said, no way. I let it go, and for a while, I didn't notice the fantasy surfacing in my thoughts or some time. Over time, it came back, and it came back strong. She's extremely attractive and always garnered attention. Um, perhaps she's afraid of her own allure. Nevertheless, I summoned the courage to confess this fantasy. Being the gracious woman she is, she did not leave me on the spot as I'd somewhat feared she would, but she did say that it would never happen and questioned whether or not I would simply be looking for indirect permission to cheat on her. 
fairly common, correct? And correct. I'm going to say yes. Very, very, very common. Very common. That's the number one thing you get every time that anybody learns about our lifestyle. It was, oh, he was just looking for some reason to sleep with other women. Correct. I get that all the time is, are you just in this lifestyle so your husband can sleep with other women? When in the beginning of it, I was sleeping with more people than you were. If I can be direct and blunt, um, you are not in it for that reason. When you hear the very first part of that moment you read there, and I was instantly turned on. It's when you're instantly turned on by just the thought of something. You're not in it for other reasons. You're in it for that. That's what's doing it for you. Now, don't get me wrong. There have been perks that came with my fantasy. It just opened up other fantasies that we both had. Right. Um, but my initial thought dive into it was that I, there's a reason I pulled up those porn videos to watch. Right. There's a reason I looked for that. I can honestly say that I have zero desire to use this as a means to gain permission to fuck anyone else. I'm even turned on by the idea of my wife having a partner who has fucked perhaps many women while I've only had her and still only ever have her. Um, He goes on to describe her and she sounds very attractive. I still think if I brought this up to her, she'd have this internal code that would just say, no, uh uh-uh, that's wrong. Is there any getting around that is it wrong to even try and hope i'd hate for her to violate her own conscience. this is kind of similar now i know he doesn't mean it this way um but when i get so many either snapchat messages or twitter messages or emails from how do i get my wife to swing how do i convince my wife to do what you do there is no there is no you're not going to force her to do it first of all just Ever. like she's not going to force a male if a, if a woman was into it ever I will say convincing because sometimes when you are bringing it up to them and you're trying to rationalize it with them can be a form of convincing. But at some point, if you feel like you are constantly pushing and pushing and pushing at the person, if they were to finally say yes, I feel like I would have guilt that I pressured them into it. Yes, I I agree with that, that that's a possibility. But I also would say don't ever give up hope. You never know. No, you can bring it up and say, but I think it's how you're doing it. I think it's how men bring it up to women. You're bringing it up as like a, come on, do this for me, or it's a fantasy, or it's kinky, where maybe you should cater a little bit more to your partners, where they're coming from. Okay, baby, what exactly do you think is stopping you from this? Let's talk it out. Is you know you're an attractive woman or you're a sexy man. You know I think that this would be something fun and something that we can, if it never happened again, we would laugh about while drinking wine on our anniversary. That's a that's a great thought you put into it because my first thought after I heard that one part was, no, that'll never happen. Well, why? Can you give me insight on why? Is it because you just told yourself or you were raised that you would never ever sleep with someone when you're married? Okay. I understand that, but can you give me a little more detail why you're rejecting it? It's no different than when you're in school and the teacher marks your answer wrong. Well, why is my answer wrong? You know what I've also never understood? Fill up some red ink (laughs) on that paper. You know what I've also never understood is why sometimes, why we deemed it wrong to sleep with, like why we, I've heard that, you know, from some people that have tried swinging once and they've never done it again. And it's, it's from women that have reached out to me and, you know, they say it just felt wrong, you know, because I'm married But there was a time, though, where you were possibly just dating like random people or just dating multiple people, because that's what dating used to be back in the day. You dated a few people. I'm sure there was a time where 
you slept with someone, maybe it didn't work out. And then three weeks later, four weeks later, however long you slept with another person, you know, I wouldn't even go with the working out. Maybe you went on a date with someone. You had too much wine. You both went home <laughs> or you and, were sober. Let's just let's, let's start. In, in I'm doing just that. saying like, <laughs> and then you, you go home and you guys sleep together. It could be great. Whatever. Right. Maybe he doesn't text you for two days. Maybe you, you pull the or she and maybe you pull the uh, well, maybe he's not in, interested and then you find someone else and maybe you guys sleep together that weekend. But then he hits you up and says, hey, I really enjoyed hanging out with you. Can we go out again? And then you go out with him again. What's the difference? Right. So basically, he goes on to talk about how he understands that this is a big arousal for him. And he does think that maybe she possibly lacks some some self-confidence, but she's gorgeous and she sounds gorgeous. So, hey, girl, you know, you get it. And he goes on to say, you know, I'm still her husband. He still shares the same hopes and dreams for their future. And, uh, you know, basically he, he, an ideal scenario for him is they would develop a new friendship with a guy and it just so happens that the two of them would just really hit it off. Perhaps they start to text, then they confide in each other. Maybe when he is over, he offers a foot massage and they become more and more comfortable with each other. From there, I'd love nothing more than to offer my blessing for them to take the relationship to completeness and love one another without having to avoid fully experiencing each other. Maybe that's me taking the fantasy to an unrealistic level, but at the end of the day, I would just love to see it happen. So is it even moral to try and gently move her this way, or must I simply let things evolve as they will? Beyond that question and the ones mentioned above, I'm sure I have many more, but this email is way too long. Forgive me. Um, I have zero expectation of it being right on air, but if you ever have time to respond, I'd love it. Well, I'm, again, sorry for the months it took, but... To end his question. Well, can I, can I chime in real quick and you hold your thought for one second? Sure. I just want to say that any fantasy you have, there's no amount of length that it can be too far for you. That is your desire and your, and your want. I Trust me. I'm a guy. I have so many desires when it comes to her with other men. Like, I actually, you know what? I've thought of that exact scenario. We had a friend, a mutual friend that came over and it just happened. And... People think about these things, especially when you dive into this part of the lifestyle. You can't help but think about it. And I will say, if you if she never comes around and wants to do it, that's that's her choice. And I'm sorry, but there's a whole lot of porn out there. You just have to keep (laughs) it's a fantasy for a reason. Some get fulfilled, some don't. Well, he'll have to make the decision if he feels like this fantasy is something that is really consuming him. And then maybe he can't be with her. Or he's going to have to suppress it. But she also needs to keep an open mind. You don't have to suppress it. You just have to let oh, it Oh, well, yeah. Ways. She has to watch on porn. I'm saying suppress yeah. it. Like, you're not going to be able to physically live it out yourself. Now, I will say it would be uh, it would be very, I guess, open of her if she doesn't want to fulfill it. If she's okay with you watching videos to fulfill it. Because it is really hard to suppress those things. Well, yeah. I, my, my, my word suppress but, was wrong. But then again, we did find someone that doesn't like their person watching porn already. Well, we already talked about that. <laughs> so. But, I mean, listen, I am very inter- eternally grateful to Chris to turning me on to actually, by him telling me his fantasy, allowed me to open up myself sexual- sexually. I mean, the next email I'm going to read is something that really is holds really dear to my heart because... Me putting myself out there as like a curvy girl, especially, you know, picking up men that some people in the past have been like, oh, well, maybe he's out of your league. No offense. Nobody's out of my league. And I'm not out of anybody else's league. 
go up there, fucking make a conversation with people and make it happen. Yeah, it's, so if, they're, if they're not interested, then that's their loss. But with this, I mean, I mean, I I got a very sexy New Year's Eve text from Mr. J, <laughs> who is coming back to the bar the next well, he, time we go. He just, um, I think he just got back from he visiting did. family, right? Yeah, he's, so. he has family in the South, so he just came back. Back to Jersey. So we knew he wouldn't actually be around for that reason. And we right. had the holidays with each other anyway. Right. And we usually tone down a little bit. But I par- plan on apparently until yesterday. <laughs> but we're we're gonna we're going to uh we're gonna take the cuckold to a whole new level with him. So which we'll talk about later. But and this is a little bit of a surprise for you, but me and him have been chatting, so Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. See I'm instantly aroused. <laughs> um but yeah, so <laughs> I I hope we helped answer your questions and you know, again, just maintain as much open communication as you can. It- um, it's funny with this lifestyle in general. It's all about communication. It, it is. It's the end all be all. Like if you're not good at talking with your husband or wife or partner or partners, then you can't be in this lifestyle because it's constant discussing, talking about scenarios, talking about how you're feeling and things we, like that, which is why this lifestyle creates stronger bonds than any other bonds I've ever we, seen. We find out new things all the time. Well, when we had been in the life... B, I think we talked about it on a podcast. B asked me to come over one night, and you were dead asleep, and I didn't know what to do because we never came across that experience. The next Could've day, just woke me up, honey. The next day, we talked about it, and you're like, "Just wake me up and let me know you're leaving. Give me a kiss. Tell me you love me, and be on your way, and let me know how it is when you get back." Yeah, tell me all the details. <laughs> um. So, so like I said, this next email, um, is from Fun in Nash. So I really hope they're from Nashville because we are going to be making a trip and we're, we're going to be talking about all this towards the end I'm of the podcast dying to go to nashville <laughs> so this actually really helped me gain some confidence because i know that we have really experienced sometimes some negativity with certain it's actually the same individuals um who uh they troll basically our podcast our twitter and our itunes and shit like that and it's the same ones because they're same names but um this really helps me because these trolls like to bring up my weight um to their in their eyes like they basically because i'm a curvy girl just assumed i shouldn't be in the lifestyle because of that because i don't look like a porn star but um karen and chris thanks so much for the podcast i just discovered it and binge listened to all of them over the last few days i wanted to send an email because i could tell on one of the podcasts that some jerks have been discouraging and i wanted to encourage you because it is a great sexy and also very helpful show my husband and i have been in the lifestyle for nearly two years We started with playing with couples, but moved to mainly playing with single guys. So I really appreciate someone talking about the hot wife and even cuckold dynamic. Made me feel a sense of community and not so out there with the aspect of the lifestyle. I'm sure you get lots of these, but wanted to say thank you. So thank you, Fun and Nash, for that email, because as someone who... I mean, Chris gets it too. I'm not even going to portray this as, oh, as females that put themselves out there and we put our bodies and our tits and some of us put our pussies out there on Twitter and everything like that. You get, you know, um, sometimes mean comments. But you know what? We're not the only ones that get mean comments. Some of the super sexy podcasters I love when, you know, they kind of heard about it, reached out to us and they said that they get shitty comments about them. There's just always going to be trolls out there, just like there's going to be trolls in the fucking lifestyle community that you just got to ignore them and do you. The one thing I've learned is when I walk into a sex club like Saints and Sinners or the new ones that we want to hit up for 2019, I walk in 
with confidence. I don't walk in conceited. I in no way think I'm the hottest girl there, but I walk in there knowing that in my eyes, I'm sexy. I look it and I feel it and bring it on. <laughs> That's right. You got to just be very, you got to be very open and comfortable with yourself that you're worth what you want. And if someone else doesn't think it, they're not worth your time. Simple as that. Go into the sex club. Even if you're a, a curvy woman or a curvy male or maybe you don't have the biggest penis, who cares? <laughs> Go in there and rock your shit. And if they don't like it, they're lost. Correct. If they do, who knows? You might have just sparked a new relationship, a new friendship, a new fuck buddy. You, you won't know until you try. Right. So this one comes from Robert. Um, and you're sexy, by the way. You know that, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck those haters. Um, good day, guys. I'm loving your podcast. I work on a farm. I'm by myself most days, so I listen on my phone with my earphones in. I enjoy intellectual conversation, which is hard to come by these days. Listening to you guys, keeping it real is very refreshing and helps pass the day. I'm sorry. It's just like we get that real and raw. Um, I don't really sometimes know if our conversations are sometimes intellectual, so I appreciate that comment. Um, I feel like I know you guys, if that makes sense. I've been listening to the kiss backwards from the last to the first, which is pretty interesting in itself. Without sounding like I'm being negative about the only thing I'm probably not up with is the coming out thing. I like to keep what goes on behind the sheets behind closed doors. It actually provides some of the eroticness to the whole scenario. I like how you let your listeners know which functions you'll be attending and invite them along. That's so cool. Keep up the good work, guys, and rock on. Oh, and if you were to give me a shout out, refer to me as the severed arm. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) I refer to him as Rob. (laughs) Rob the severed arm. Rob the severed arm. So cheers, guys. So I like that. I mean, I mean, does that really mean it's a severed arm? I'm sorry, bro. If that happened. <laughs> no, no, it's a. It, we'll talk Maybe about it's it later. It's really not. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So basically, um, I I have heard that before. That some people don't want to put their self out there. A, it's not just for business. You know, their jobs and their family. I get that. But part of the eroticness is living a double life and having that whole. I, I, I'll cover up my face or I'll just show my tits and my ass or my, my cock or anything of that nature. But it's part of the eroticness to keep it secretive. I could see that. I mean, I guess yeah. I just find the eroticness of people knowing who we are. And like, if we're walking into a club or if we're walking into a party, like it, it would be really awesome if they're like, Oh my God, Karen and Chris. I love you guys. <laughs> now, maybe, that, maybe that's the weird part of me and me, but I just, I don't mind it. I mean, but I can see that. Yeah. I can see the sexiness of like, oh, whose tits are those? They're amazing. Right. And then like you're out and about, you know, at a sex club or something and people probably are like, man, those tits look familiar, but yeah. they really don't know, you know? Wait, didn't I see you on Twitter? <laughs> so this one is from Howie. Uh, wow, just want to say thanks for all your efforts to teach and guide people on the lifestyle. So educating and erotic at the same time. Love your stories and your sexy fucking voice. Hers, LOL. Sorry, honey. <laughs> I only found your podcast yesterday. Uh, I started from episode one. And this is back actually in November. So I started from episode one and I'm at episode eight today. 
Wife asked why I was so horny last night. I played it off. We were rather kinky way early on in our marriage with threesomes and such. Wish we would have had this podcast 20 years ago and maybe we would have stayed in it. I have always enjoyed watching her fuck other men. Just got away after we had kids. Thanks for rekindling our desires. Not sure I can convince her to rekindle, but just wanted to give you props where they are deserved. Can't wait to catch the rest and hopefully I can turn my wife onto your podcast as well. I find that a lot that we get either it's both men or women who listen to our podcasts and then they bring on their spouse to listen We've to it. We've gotten many emails. I would say more men, but we I do can think I can think back to a few. We might actually have one coming up where the woman finds us and gets her husband into it. Yes. And I hey, if you can, more power to you. We're here to provide as much knowledge as we can offer, as much sexy talk as we can provide, and we hope you like it. So yes, um, so this one is from Will, and this is back when we did our episode about um, basically your family members with the whole porn issue. I've been in a monogamous relationship with my wife for over three years, just celebrated a year of marriage in October. As the person with the higher sex drive, I feel there is nothing wrong with using porn as a release. I watch it. My wife watches it. We even watch it together sometimes. This is the longest relationship either of us have been ever been in, and we're having the best sex we've ever had. It's unreasonable to expect your partner to put blinders on and act as if you are the sole source of attraction in the entire world. Communication is key, and any type of restrictive behavior that discourages upon discussion is toxic love the podcast it's always fascinating to learn about different lifestyles the more informed we are the more we can support and love each other understanding not hate will this was awesome because it was short and sweet but his this is the word that i love communication is key well sentence sorry communication is key and any type of restrictive behavior that discourages Open discussion is toxic. It's what we've been preaching since the beginning of this episode and all our entire podcast. You need to stop restricting your partners and letting them at least just discuss things with you. And, and that goes both ways, whether you're for it or against it. If you're for the lifestyle and your partner is trying to tell you why they don't want to do it, but you're not listening to them, that's, you need to communicate and open your ears and let them talk. And it also goes for the other way that if you're into it and your partner's not and they don't want to talk about it they should be more open to telling you why correct so communication (laughs) i'm gonna put that on my shirt communication (laughs) is key to everything in life yeah when we go to like our our everything in life um this is about cuckolding and it's from nick i want to make sure and before you read that i will say communication is key in life look at our look at children they don't listen <laughs> even when we communicate they're, to them. they're at the fun stage um <laughs> hi guys came across your podcast today after searching cuckolding on the podcast app really great listening to you guys and have totally got me 100 percent ready for that lifestyle my wife prefers bbc is that something you guys would do or have done in the cuck- scenario is it okay to start with bbc or maybe something not as extreme from scotland and have told wife about this fantasy and she is 100 percent behind it keep up the good work Sorry, I forgot this was our Scottish email from him. <laughs> um, I get that. I actually get that question a lot with cuckolding. I guess because it's a very popular, it is a very popular porn search for uh, BBC Cuck's wife. Um, I will say, and please, I, I don't, ha- like I said, we're not statistics people. 
my gut feeling is BBC Hot Wife is the cuckold is the most searched in that lifestyle. Oh, it is. I mean, when I search it in porn, um, it, it absolutely is it's the number one video thing. after video after video. To answer the question, no, I have never um, had a BBC. I have never been with a black guy. It is a fantasy of mine. I just haven't found one that I want to be with. I am open to all races and sexes. So <laughs> if there are any attractive BBCs out there. It's not are- <laughs> necessarily the whole attraction thing. It's the connection and it's the the level like I'm looking for. It's the same thing that I would look for in a Caucasian, an Asian, uh, no, a Filipino. I, I'm uh, kidding, but keep anything. listening and we will give our information at the end. <laughs> yes. Jeez, you're putting up an ad for me. Thanks. Um, that it's no just, more Craigslist. It's, just, it's, a, it's for men in general. This is just for males. If you have a penis, I look for respect. That's what I look for. So yes, as soon as, I mean, I haven't really ever, I mean, I've been contacted by by people who are interested in having a BBC fantasy with me. Okay. They either A, live on the West Coast, so I can't get to them right now, or B, they're not, they think it's going to happen like within an hour of meeting you and, you know, I, I need to, to talk to you and so see. So my wife is a hot wife. My wife is a slut. Thanks. <laughs> you can treat her like a hot wife and a slut in the bedroom. But if you want to really get that far, treat her with respect beforehand. Go out for a drink. And she's not even asking you to buy her drinks, even though I will say a beer is $2. Um, I can pay for my own. That's no, really not I, I, about No, this. I know. I'm just putting it out there. It's, yes. a, good, it's a good gesture in my I, eyes. I, actually, I mean... No, he was, I think he was, he was and mixed, but I, I mean, I actually have a, I really do have a fan. I mean, I have a fantasy of being with all different types of men. I really do. And that is what I love and I want. The problem is, is it's no matter what your race is, it's finding the respectful men. <laughs> and can I, if I can give any single guy listening that is interested in sleeping with someone's wife out there, it's very simple. Ask her out for a drink. I, I say a drink because it's the best way of communication. You don't want to go out to dinner and be stuck at dinner for an hour. You might hate each other. Go out for a drink. <laughs> go out for coffee then. Yeah, My wife loves coffee. I, I, Listen, go out there. Does it have Baileys in it? Uh, you can bring your own. Right. <laughs> um, say hi. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. How you doing? How's life? What do you do for Listen, work? I appreciate the whole coffee thing. No. You want to I, and it's not because <laughs> I'm sure my haters out there will say, oh, there goes the alcoholic again. No. There's something very sexy about going to like a piano bar or for for like one cocktail or something. You get to wear a hot dress or, you know, your skin tight, you know, like leggings with a really low cut top that you have to tape your titties in right. too so that they don't fall out Listen, and i'm gonna tell you if you took her out i guarantee you her tits will be out pretty much almost nipple level and you're gonna have a great view the whole time you're out <laughs> and she doesn't care that you look at them i don't care just be able to have conversation it's such get a, to it's, know it's, each it's, other it's also to be honest with me like i'm gonna tell you what my restrictions are that i have or what my wishes are but i want you to tell me what your restrictions are and what your wishes are you know it goes both ways and jay was good with that because i had to step in the room at one point and when i did i kind of sat there for a second we didn't did we tell yeah we told story about jay yeah and he said i don't know if i'm quite ready for that part yet because remember i was listening oh yes he wasn't comfortable with you being in the room he was open he was open and honest about it and you and i quickly talked about it and you were okay with that i quickly stepped out (laughs) 
<laughs> so this is from um i'm gonna i'm gonna call them j and c because i i don't know if they want their first names on here oh no he does so it's john and cindy i'm sorry hi i just wanted to say my wife cindy and i love your podcast we just listened to your latest one today and i have to say we're both on the same page as you regarding the relative that has mad at her husband for watching porn i know our life is more out there as we're okay with each other having sex with others but still it's complete it completely baffles me a spouse getting mad simply over porn anyway i saw your tweet about Christmas cards and was wondering if we could get one. Yes, we sent you guys a Christmas card, so let me know if you got it. Um, And he goes on to talk about who he is on Twitter and things like that. So I don't want to put his personal Twitter out on there. So um, we got a, a, that was another response to the porn thing. I, I will say, though, we should still respect someone that doesn't like it. But the fact that you are threatening divorce over it, I, I guess porn to me is like, really? But we can't get mad at people for for being judgmental. I I agree. We can't preach that everybody has their own wants and likes in this world and everybody has their own limits. I guess the way we look at it, though, is even vanilla couples throw on an occasional porn, I think. You know, I guess maybe it's because he was watching it without the, the wife. Maybe if they did it together, it would be different. So who knows? Yes. What, um, do we, what do we got left? Hang on. I, well, I accidentally clicked out of it. So. Some, someone's playing with her new iPhone. Doesn't know what she's doing right uh, now. Sh- okay. She needs more practice. Um, someone actually suggested, it's a very long email, but he just wants to um, suggest that we do an episode on the pros of being a hot wife and what I love about being a hot wife, which that's definitely a possibility. That, that so sounds hot because maybe we can come up with more fantasies. Is an email from a female that I've been dying to read. Have at it. Okay. It's from Pita. Uh, the bread? Yes, but I'm sure it's, you know, some people, you you know. Size. Hey, guys, I have... <laughs> shut up, guys. I threw, I threw you off, I'm Hey, sorry. guys, I have a situation that maybe y'all can help me with and provide feedback and maybe help others who may be in something similar. I have been married for eight years to a man who is vanilla. When I say vanilla, I mean French vanilla bean, LOL. Sex maybe once a month, doesn't last longer than 10 minutes, doesn't like oral sex, prefers hand jobs over blowjobs, and will not eat me out. We have had talk for years, but he will not budge in his stance. So I then began an affair with a coworker who is also married and has a big sexual appetite. Both of us are Aries, so the sex is amazing, even when it's just a quick 15-minute session before we go home to our spouses. I set up this his first threesome with a friend of mine, and to my surprise, he kept up with us. He is more than willing to have more three-ways, but the issue is meeting women and understanding the situation that we're both in. We recently started to look at the lifestyle, which is how we came across your podcast and a few others. Neither of our spouses know what we do and what we are into, and we are so sexually compatible. He said he's polyamorous, and I like the idea of and would love to be in a throuple with this man. Should I end it because it's wrong, or should I continue this sexual adventure and see where it takes us? Feel free to read this on your podcast. Okay, PETA. From the bottom of my heart, I'm going to say I love that you appreciate and respect our podcast. And here is going to be my response. And we love to that you. you reached out to us. Yes. You cannot be having an affair. You cannot. What you and this coworker of you are doing is you guys are not being true to yourselves and you're not being true to um, your spouses. 
if you and this coworker are so sexually compatible and you both want to live this lifestyle, then you need to leave your spouses. They, they need to come, both need to come clean to their spouse. I'm curious as to why you're staying with your spouses if you two are having such a good time together. Now, when you married this guy, because you said that this has been a conversation with him for years, you knew what his sexualness was about. You knew that he didn't like blowjobs. You knew that he wouldn't go down on you. And yet you still chose to marry him. Now, yes, love is a very strong thing that can make us overlook things. And that's great. But now maybe you're developing an even more, you know, um, sexual appetite. You need to make a decision here. You need to either cut all things off and be in this lifestyle with or you be, live the lifestyle that apparently your husband only wants to think about himself here because I can never understand why a guy would turn down a blowjob. I, I don't want that to come off mean. Uh, but can I, can I, I know you want to rant and rave. I do. I will say, unless your husband enjoys a dry-handed uh, hand job, which is possible, if you use a little lotion or a little lube, it's no different than a wet, wet mouth. So that's... I don't understand that either. I don't understand. But I'm going to just say, Peter, that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'll throw it off a little. <laughs> I am very, very against affairs because I, I'm, I'm a just I, like I felt such re- hurt and remorse for what I did to David for being, you know, kind of a little deceitful to him because I didn't know how to do it. So I understand that you're probably caught up in all this, and I'm not blaming you. I'm not saying you're a horrible person. You're not, but. I just don't understand why people cannot leave people or get out of relationships if they are no longer compatible with them. If they're not having a good sex life, if they're not having, it sounds like between that, you guys also aren't very good at communicating because you're off having threesomes with this guy and your husband doesn't even know, you know, or you tell him, hey, honey, I would love to give you a blowjob and or hey, honey, I want sex more than once a month. I'll get on top and do all the work. You can just lay there and he's still turning you down and making it all about him. That's not cool. This is this is a partnership. There have been plenty of times where Chris has been really, really horny and I have been exhausted. But I'm like, you know what? It's been maybe like a week. Suck it up, Karen. And you know the sex is going to be worth it in the end. And your husband wants it. Now, if I'm sick or something like that, or I'm like, you know, maybe I had a, a really tough workout at the gym and I'm freaking in pain. Chris isn't going to bother me. I, I I will tell you, and you basically broke it down perfectly. So just to cut it, give you a quick, short synopsis of all that. You either need to come clean with your husband and leave him. You need to come clean with your husband and hope he doesn't leave you if you still want to be with him. Or you, if you want to choose to keep doing it, we just don't condone it. And I mean, what about the coworker's wife? She could be someone that does everything for the coworker. It and could be selfish as yeah okay <laughs> we just don't condone the affair um i i say you come clean about it all if you want to be with the coworker, and first off that area stuff some people believe in that you said it right at the end you guys have great chemistry so maybe you guys are meant to be together and that's fine yeah but you're in our eyes you're going about it wrong just let them let your spouses know that this is what you want in life. Correct. Be true to yourselves and be true to the people that are around you that are going to be affected by the decisions that you both are making. We love you. If there's anything else we can do, if you decide to make a decision and you want to email us, I'm here for you. I'll even give you my kick name. You and I can chat about this. You know, I'm here for you for your decision, but I'm telling you, you need to stop the affair. This is, uh, <laughs> I don't mean it like that. That's but. how it's so 
lawyerish. This is from <laughs> Brianna, and the title is Seriously Addicted Listener. Hello. First of all, I love your podcast. I have been listening for a few months now, and I am always waiting for the newest episode. The chemistry and honesty you two share is something I really connect with. My husband and I have been talking for about a year now about wanting to enter into the lifestyle, but it can be such an overwhelming thing to do. Your podcast has really helped clear some things up and helped calm some nerves. I really wanted to commend Karen on her confidence and attitude toward life in general. You exude such a positive, confident aura that is addicting and something to really be proud of. You've helped me to gain some confidence. I've always thought of myself as a confident person. But being a curvy woman, there can always be some self-doubt. Amen, sister. I would love to get the chance just to pick your brain sometime, but I will continue waiting for podcast episodes and listening the minute I get my notifications. Keep up the great work. And she added a photo and she is a gorgeous woman. I, Brie, I will actually be emailing you back. It's one of my um, things to do today of emailing some of our listeners back and just to, um, you know, give you my kick. And if you guys want to talk to me about anything, absolutely. Um, so then we have... That weird email that someone stalked me off of Tinder. So we're going to go. We've got multiple ones where they're like, hey, I swiped right on you on Twitter. That's not Twitter. On Tinder. That's how I found you guys. Yes. We had someone, Zachary Burns, um, says that he said I could say that. So uh, I actually found you guys from swiping right on Tinder. Karen is so hot and caught my attention. Saw your Instagram and started listening. I'm definitely a new fan. I've been in a few poly relationships, but never heard a podcast about the swinging lifestyle. Keep up the great work. Um, and then, by the way, Zach, Zachary, um, there are so many good podcasts out there as well in the swinging lifestyle so my man just type swinger or swinging in there and you're gonna find so many as well as us <laughs> there's so many good people out there um and really the other ones i've gotten are some 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 actually some potentials who want to exchange phone numbers and everything with me and they look like some potential some so. potentials <laughs> i can't even label them well because i mean i've actually chatted back with some of them so um yeah so that was pretty much um some emails that we haven't really gotten to call, catch up on i know we're hitting about the hour mark here and we you know we'll have to do another email session because we have quite a few others we haven't gotten to but we kind of i wanted to talk about what our plans are for 2019 honey what do you want for the podcast or what do you want for us as in the lifestyle um well for the podcast i think i want to get out and about more i know we kept telling people we were going to travel this year and we just had so many things pop up that it really hindered it like for example we are dead set on prepping this trip for vegas in may if anybody's on the west coast we're not shy about where we're at if we're at a bar we tag each other at that bar Come see us. We are also... Um, gonna, I'd like to meet more people. Yes. We're also going to be doing more interviews. Like this Thursday, we are actually doing an interview with the Naked Relationship Podcast, uh, which I'm super excited about with that. No, we already talked to him, and he sounds oh, he's he so was cool. awesome. And, he, and we've heard her on the podcast, so... She seems just as awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then we, um, I, I know one of the big things that I also wanted to do is I really wanted to travel to more clubs. I want to go, you know, to Taboo and check them out and things of that nature. I want to go to more of these hotel takeovers and things of that nature and have our own hotel room and kind of do what Priority Society did the one time where they had a fully stocked bar that they just allowed listeners to come into and, and talk to them and meet and greet. And it was it was awesome. That, that actually sounds like a great idea. I would love to have a space, whether it's a room or something, 
and just stock up on some liquor, have some mixers with it, yeah. and come pull up a chair. Yeah. Sit on the bed. Who knows? <laughs> if it you know, makes you, you feel might be laying better. in my bed later. If I don't know. If it makes you feel better, <laughs> you can sit in the bed. Yeah, if you want to sit naked with me, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what about for the podcast? So, I feel like we really should, I mean, we're we're, we're really excited about NIN 2019. I, I think I'm just nervous, though. Why? Because we're going to be meeting other podcasters that we might have gotten a I'm little. not nervous. You're not nervous? No, because I'm amazing. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. Like, we're, we are... I don't care what anyone would say, and this may come off big-headed, and for all the trolls out there, that's fine. We are good for this lifestyle. I'd say that, yeah. And I honestly think that we are one of the better parts of the lifestyle. There are a lot of good people out there, and a lot of good parts, but I think we are one of the better parts of the lifestyle, because we come from it at a totally different angle than a lot. Absolutely. And I mean, everyone offers their own value to it. And that is something that I had difficulty understanding when we first started this journey. So I think come to, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? You're going to be shocked. I think come 2019, I'd really like to meet certain podcasters in person, which I can almost guarantee will be at NIN. Or if we, I mean, we're not really planning on going to Desires this year. We plan on going to uh, Temptations. But I would really, really love to meet them in person and start off on a different foot. I I will say that we are very open to sitting down with people that we've had disagreements with and having a conversation, having a beer, talking about it. Um, We won't, but like we tell you with your, your wife or your spouse, we won't push yeah, we're not pushing. I'm not going to sit there and beg for you to come and, and meet the true me. I mean, I've always been true on the podcast. I think that's the one thing that I'm never going to not stop telling the truth or how I feel about things. I can go about it a different way. But, you know, when I feel like maybe I'm getting body shamed or something of that nature, I'm going to stand up for that. Or if I feel something, you know, certain things could have been handled absolutely differently. And I hope 2019 allows us to really get back on the same page. And I really hope that the other podcasters open up maybe their their arms to the newer podcasters coming up. I mean, you've got Front Porch Swingers. You've got the Naked Relationship Podcast. You know, these are all pretty new people coming out here that are doing exactly what everyone did when they first started. They I, are just starting out. I'm not saying that. I'm not telling anybody how to run their podcast or how to go about it. But if they ask to interview you if you have time just do it who cares even if it's 30 minutes even if it's 20 minutes oh yeah it quick little interview hurt. or advice or Absolutely. or maybe have them email you questions and you can say hey we emailed so and so and these were their, their responses yes i mean it's something that i think we all need to boost each other up and I just would love to see different interviews from different podcasters and just not the same interviews with the same people. Like let's all, let's all be in this together. Let's all be one love with each other. Let's forget about what fucking happened in 2018 and let's all move forward in 2019. Let's build a big circle, grab 20 mics and have at it. Oh my God. You know what? That is something I've always wanted to do when, when before all hell broke loose and with certain, you know, things and people, I would have loved to have just done one big ass group podcast. I'm talking like 20 mics. You're all in a circle. And we just, we, we tell listeners, Hey, gotta, all of these people are meeting together. You got to raise together. your hand and talk so we don't talk over each okay. other. Okay. 
you know what? We'll put a shock collar on me. So every time I try to interject, someone just shocks me when it's not my turn. You got to raise your hand and be, we will have like one mediator yeah. and they call on you. Exactly. That You have like the, the hostess yes. or something. Kind of like the dude from Bravo. Well, can I just be the hostess? Because I usually get to do the most talking. No, because then you can't talk about the topic. I know, I know. So yeah, guys, I mean, tell us what your uh, New Year's resolutions are. And you know what? The more traveling we get to do, I mean, it's looking like we're possibly going to Kentucky, right? For freaking NASCAR or something like that. Yeah, a friend of us is trying yeah. to spoil us a little bit. Hey, I've never been to NASCAR, so it's we're, really, but we're taking a road trip. We're kind of into it, but we really just want to go to Kentucky. <laughs> well, we're going to do the bourbon trail. That's what we want yes. to do. <laughs> but I'll yeah, some real whiskey. we'll give each everybody, you know, advance notice of where we're going to be at, even if it's Atlantic City, come on down, you know? Oh, we're there all the time. Oh, yeah, especially in the summertime. So, guys, it's been a pleasure. We had so much fun in 2018, and we're looking forward to everything in 2019. If you have any questions that you want to email us, um, email us at swingingalong69 at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. At swingingalong69. You can add us on Snapchat for the occasional sexy videos now that I swap back and forth between them now. Yes, now that the wife knows how to log back into her, she can log <laughs> into our swinger one. Yes. But that is at swingingalong. You can uh, follow us on Instagram. At Swinging Along Podcast. Yes, which we hit a milestone with that one. We're, we hit over a thousand, a thousand right? followers And on we that. haven't gotten shut down yet. And we haven't gotten shut down, which I'm still really upset that I feel like I can't post as provocative as I want, you even can. though others are. The problem is, is it only takes one troll to report you, and yeah. that's why. But then Other- I'm going to lose all my thousand followers. Exactly. So it's not <laughs> worth it. Come to Twitter. Exactly. Twitter is very big and not censoring you. And guys, if you ever want to help us out to support the podcast, you can always head on to... Uh, www.patreon.com and then it's forward slash swinging along uh, i think that's everything right yeah, we got no Twitter, no absolutely our website is actually we are how we met naked relationship podcast is um the the husband from naked relationship podcast um actually talked to us um he saw that we were looking for a website development or something in that nature. And we had a Skype meeting with him. He was freaking awesome. I love their dog. Yes. He's going to rebuild our website. Yeah. So that is being rebuilt right now. We still have the domain, but it's, we close it down right now so yes. that we, we can. It is swingingalong.com and it will be that, but we'll let everybody know when it's up and running yep. again. So guys. Feel free and... to type it in just every so often search. Yeah. Or call, you know what? It'll be announced on Twitter. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> so until then guys, I hope everyone has a great rest of their New Year's day. And whenever you listen to this, I hope you have a fabulous rest of the short and week and we'll see you guys uh happy new year happy new year bye guys bye